it is. I'm late because I fell asleep. Where are you right now? My hotel. Like Louisiana. Where? Home of Louisiana. Is it the same? Is it the same as what? Bike zone. Bike zone? Time zone. No, one hour difference. Oh. Hi, Dad. Hi, Raiden. Hi. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Lisa. All right. Uh, turn in your Bibles to First Timothy. Chapter 4. First Timothy chapter 4. say our prayers uh grandma and grandma right now okay let's pray father thank you for this time together as a family to read your word please help us to absorb to take in the truth of your word open our eyes Open our ears. Help us to see and hear. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Aaron, you want to read? Sure. All right. All right. So, chapter four. Yes. Now, give me one second. Let me move a little bit. Sorry. <sighs> Can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. Perfect. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in later times some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisies, having their own um, concise conscience, conscience, sorry, seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods with. Uh, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. For, for every creature of God is good, and nothing is to be refused if it is to, received with thanksgiving. For it is sacrificed by the word of God and 
prayer. If you instruct the brethren in these things, you will be a good minister of Jesus Christ, nursed in the words of faith and of good doctrine, which you have carefully followed, but reject, but reject profane and old wives fables and exercise towards godliness for bodily exercise prop for bodily exercise profits a little but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come this is the faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance all right stop right there All right. So we know that in later days, in latter days, there will be those among the religious circles that forbid some to marry. Is there any religious circles that forbid some to marry? Any you could think of? What was the question again, Dad? Is there any religion that you can think of that forbids anybody in their religion to marry? Uh, no. Yes, there is Catholics and monks. Yes. Exactly. Catholic priests are forbidden to marry. There's a big ordeal right now where the Catholics are trying to go back on it and allow their priests to marry because they've had so many um, big problems. Is there any that's that forbid you from eating certain meats? Yes. Which is? Muslim, I think, right? The Muslims do, yes. What else? Also the Jews and the Catholics. Yes, that's correct, Redden. Yeah. Yes. You're not supposed to eat anything but fish on Good Friday. Which God has created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believe and know the truth. And he goes on to say that every good cre- every creature created by God is okay to eat as long as you pray thanksgiving over it. And he says for you to put your, your brethren in remembrance of these things. If you're going to be a good minister of Jesus Christ. And then you're going to be nourished up in the word of faith. He says, get rid of those old wives fables. So it's a common deception, right? And when he says that exercise profits little, sorry, my voice is almost gone. For when he says that exercise profits little, but godliness profits unto all things, having promise of life that now is, and of that which is to come. 
He says, this is a faithful saying, worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men, especially of those that believe. In other words, he says, we put our trust in God. We stand on our faith in God. Right? Has anybody been going through anything this week that we should talk about? Anyone? I think I'm doing all right. I mean, I wish I was a little bit more on track about... um, I did have a question. I know I had a question. Oh, well, it's not coming to me. I should have wrote it down. But um, All right. I don't know, just feeling guilty about like, I don't always make my morning time with God, like waking up early enough and finding that strength to give up that extra hour or so. Set your alarm clock earlier. Um, and and here's what I'll say. We all struggle to discipline ourselves to do God's will. <clears throat> there are many times that I want to roll over and go back to sleep, and there are many times I do. But I always get up and spend time with the Lord. There are times when my insides are telling me I got to run, 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 run. Hurry after, hurry, 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 hurry to be at work. And I stop myself and say, but I haven't prayed yet. And that's what's most important. I picked up a guy walking on the side of the road today. And I gave him a ride home. And he had to go pretty far. I mean, he had to go like almost seven miles, I guess, to his house. He got off work and he was walking seven miles to his house. I talked to him. He was walking because his car had broke down. And a mechanic shop had cheated him. He didn't say cheated. I added that because he explained to me what they did. And they had, they had, uh, They snookered him out of his car. And and he was walking home. His name was Christian. And uh, and so as I drove him home, of course, I asked him, are you a man of faith? And, you know, because here I was thinking I was going to be the big guy that witnessed. and, And he said, yes, sir, I am. I said, you got kids? He said, yes, I do. I got a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a one-year-old. And I said, do you read them the Bible? He said, yes, sir, every night. Every night I sit down and read my children the Bible. And um, I thought how wonderful that is, that a man who, who is struggling so hard to get by He has to walk seven miles to work and seven miles home. And he finds time to sit down and pray with his children every night. 
and read God's word. We have to find time in our lives for God. It's so easy to get caught up in the world and to say that we're just too busy and there's just too much going on. Sometimes we compromise and we say, oh, well, I'll spend time with God later. Right now I'm in a hurry. And then we don't. It happens to every one of us. I think I've told all of you before at some point that God has showed me that the most important tithe that we can give him is not the tithe of our money. It's the tithe of our time. He set a day aside every year that every week there's a day that was set aside that we are supposed to keep holy. We're supposed to spend with him turn our hearts to him and reset the clock. And we don't do it. Israel was punished extremely harsh for Israel's refusal to keep the Sabbath. I don't believe that the Sabbath has to be on a certain day. I believe that the Sabbath has to be a regular period, a regular day that you reset the clock and turn your heart back to God. That's what I believe. I believe that all of the discipline that is set around us and all the things that God calls us to is to help us to reset the clock and turn our heart back to him so that we don't get lost in the way of the world. Definitely. Um, I remember my <clears throat> second question, if that's okay. Please. So, you know, I'm um, I'm turning 24 here this month. And, um, you know, it, it's definitely crossed my mind more than a few times to, like, have kids and, like, marry and all that. And um, I just... I'm having a hard time because like, I know that Jesus is coming soon and I just, and, and part of that is also Elise wants four kids. She's not having it any other way. She's having four kids. And the only other way she's budging is if she has five. So I just don't want to have like two armfuls of kids trying to like run for the Hills, you know? And I just, I don't know how to think around that. How do you think around that? Well, I think that that would be very similar to having a son like Aaron. You never find your comfort in God until you say, Lord, I'm giving him to you. I, uh, I went through a period where I was overcoming all of my fears. And then I had this time when I would talk to the Lord and I would tell him, Lord, you know, I'm not afraid to die. Because the Lord knows I'm not afraid to die. 
And the Lord spoke to me one morning and he said, Sky, you're still afraid. And I looked at myself and I said, I'm not afraid. What am I afraid of? And, and so I prayed and I said, Lord, what do you mean I'm afraid? I'm, I don't see any afraid in me. And the Lord answered me a couple days later. When I started praying, the Lord said, you're not afraid for yourself, but you're so afraid for your children. You're so afraid for them. And they eat you up. You don't trust me with them. You know, it's a sin against it's a sin against God to be afraid. It's a it's a it means that you don't trust him. And I guess in this situation with what you're asking, Aaron, that would be my well, answer. The only other reason why is because, and I can't quote the Bible. I, I'm sorry, I can't do it. But um, we were reading one night and we were talking about the end days. And it said that it would be especially hard for for um, women who were in labor and people who had small infant children. Yes. And so, you know, I already know it's like if I get caught up in if if it happens in like I'm it takes it takes at least four years, five years to have four kids unless twins. But you know what I mean? It's just a lot. I don't know. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. And uh, that's in Matthew. Thanks, Dad. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, for the last 2,000 years, people have had the same problem. And, again, all they can do is trust God. All they can do is trust God. You know, when we had you, I was working three jobs. I was working three jobs. I had a lot of concerns. I had a lot of fears eating me up. So here's what I say. If you have that burden on your heart and it's being made clear to you in that way, then you should pray about it and listen to the Holy Spirit, not to your brain. Because if God is putting that burden on you, then maybe what he's saying is, maybe what he's saying is, quit wasting time. Right. That's what I was thinking as well. Is I could be waiting and then it'll be putting myself in that situation or my kid's going to be growing up and it, you know, ready. Yep. Life's hard, man. It's not. It's actually pretty easy. It's two words. Trust God. It's pretty easy. It's trust God. Yes, sir. The, the truth is that once you get married, Malachi 2, God says, why do I make you one flesh? 
and and you you know that by God's law you are married, right? And he says, "Why do I make you one flesh? What's the reason why he why why God has made this covenant of marriage that makes you one flesh?" And he answers, and he says, "It's Malachi chapter two, and he says, <coughs> he says for the purpose of raising godly children." That's the only reason that you have a woman that you're married to, joined to. That's the only reason. Is to have godly children. That's the yes, whole sir. purpose. God didn't say he joined you together so that you could be have pleasure. Or so that you could fulfill your pleasures. Or so that you could each satisfy each other in a physical way. He said, I've joined you together so that you can create godly children. And really, at the end of the day, that should be your answer. Right? Right. And then you start worrying about all the other things about medical and, and about bills and all those. Other dad, things. dad, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. My heart can't take it right now, but it all works <laughs> out. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, right now it's just a lot to think about. Well, it, it all works out, you know, right. It all works out. I did it. And I sure didn't have it all. I had a few more handicaps than you. And uh, I had you when I was younger than you. Yeah. So. There you go. All right. Ray, Jacob, anything to talk about? No, sir. No, sir. All right, let's say our prayers. We're going to stop right there tonight at uh, verse verse 10. I didn't want to go too far. We'll stop to say our prayers. Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Thank you for watching over and keeping us. Thank you for having us here able to talk to one another and to confide in one another, to exhort one another, to seek the light of your word and the truth of your word as a family. I thank you so much for blessing us in this way. That our family can come together as one no matter where we are. Such a blessing, Lord. Please watch over and keep us. Help us to do what's right. Help us to walk in truth and in righteousness. And to live a life according to your word. Please give us opportunities to witness. And Lord, we ask that you would... Bless our leaders that are over us, especially our president, 
and that you would expose anyone who is evil and wicked and plots to undermine your will and your authority in this nation. I pray for justice and righteousness that they would rule over this nation. I pray for mighty men of God to be raised up who will not compromise and will not stand silent when the innocent are paying and when there is injustice. Lift us up, Father. Let us glorify you. Be glorified in all that we say and do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, love you. No. Love- All right, guys. Good night. Love you.